everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio and happy new year. I am very excited for this coming year and the first episode of this year is with a very special guest. It is going to be a little bit of a different episode because I did have to distort her voice because she is anonymous. I will be interviewing the person who runs the Lash Funnies Instagram page for Lash Memes. She is an artist herself who constantly has us laughing, so I really wanted to bring her on the show. I tried to ask her questions that I knew you guys had with still respecting her privacy. We talk a little bit about her new apparel line and just a little bit about her life as a lash artist as well, some of her opinions that she has on mega volume and such. So without further ado, here is episode 28. So Lash Funnies, how long have you been running this page and what gave you the inspiration to do it? So I opened the page like end of April about and basically I was just so annoyed. I had a couple of clients who, you know, would send me ridiculous things and constantly like message me at midnight or constantly run late and I just, I would complain to my husband about it and you know, I'd be like, oh, you know, like, I'm wearing mascara today. And he was like, I don't care that your client's wearing mascara. Like, you've been complaining for, like, six years that your client's been wearing mascara. So I wanted to make a page that, like, lash artists can feel safe and, like, kind of, like, complain and be like, oh, my God, I go through that, too. So that's kind of why I, I, did, I really didn't think it would blow up to where <laughs> it is now. But it was really just something I did for fun. And then I, it's, like, really comforting to know that everybody's going through the same thing, like, in one way or another. So, Why do you want to remain anonymous? I like the fact that it's anonymous because I feel people feel safer when they submit things. Like, they don't, they won't be judged. Like, I mean, I'm, like, the least judgmental person ever, if anything. I, like, I'll judge clients, but never a lash tech unless they do, like, clusters. But, uh, yeah, it was really just wanting them to feel safe in who they're sending it to and not be like, oh, I know her, so I don't want her to know that I'm complaining about people. Or I don't want her to, like, go and tell my clients that I'm writing their stuff in. So, basically, that's why. Now, I kind of think that draws people in, too, because I feel like a lot of people want to know who you are. How often do you get that question? Like, who are you? Like, seven times a day and when I do like so every week I'll try and like answer questions on my stories and stuff and I think I get like a hundred questions of like who are you where are you from can I see your lash page can I see your personal page and I'm like no <laughs> okay so have you come across a scenario yet where you're talking to a lash artist and they're like oh my gosh you have to come across this or you have to go visit this page and it's lash bunnies. What like have you ever had that happen to you in person? Yeah, actually, a ton of my clients who are lash technicians keep talking to me about it, and they're like, "Oh my god, did you see lash bunnies post this morning?" And I'm like, "No, what did she do?" She's like, "Oh my god, you have to go and read it." And some clients of mine are like, "Oh my gosh, I read this page, and if I'm ever like that, please let me know." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll let you know for sure." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So how long have you been in the lash industry? It's been more than six years. Uh, actually, more than seven years. I started lashing in 2010. 
I won't really give it away because I feel like a bunch of people have been lashing since then. But yeah, since 2010. And I got into it because I was working at a salon. And the girl who was doing lashes, like, decided to go to Thailand, like every other millennial does to find themselves. And uh, she left all of her clients behind. So I decided to go. But back then, there was, I live in a really, really small town. So the closest lash teacher around back then, our company was about four hours away. So I drove four hours to get, like, a six-hour training. It was horrible. I barely practiced on a model. And, uh, yeah, started from there. I hated it when I first started, if I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. The first time I worked on a mannequin, I was like, there's no way people do this and get every single lash. Like, there's no way. And it's just funny because, like, now when I teach people, I'm like, girl, I know how it feels right now, but I promise it gets better. Yeah, my, I mean, my teacher was telling me, you're great, you're great. I'm like, how am I great? I got four lashes on. I mean, it doesn't even look like she's wearing anything. No, you got the great technique. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. So how do you find the content for your page? Like, do you think of a scenario and then you go look for, like, a meme or something? Or Yeah, basically. I mean, it really, like, it depends. Sometimes I'll see something online, like, let's say, like, I feel like I kind of, I mean, in the nicest way, we bash, we bash, like, clients as well as technicians. So, like, I kind of want to do a healthy bit of both because as much as I'm trying to call out clients on their shit, I also want to call out, like, technicians on their shit. And I feel like a lot of technicians are so close-minded and it's all about what they're doing and they don't want to learn. They just want to be complacent and, you know, like, doing... 0.25 classic lashes and that's what works for them and they never want to you know grow so I kind of you know it's kind of what I see on the internet that day and I'll be like okay yeah that would make a good meme and then I'll try and search for like a good photo to go along with it and uh it seems like it's working yeah no and I think it's cool because it kind of does it in a way I feel like your captions aren't like I don't know they're kind of more fun and if I was an artist that I could you know, potentially get offended by something you're saying, the way that, I don't know, sometimes the caption is worded, I feel like I would be like, oh, dang, like, this is about me, but I want to go learn what she's talking about because I don't want people to make fun of me or something. So I feel like it's kind of good because it brings, like, awareness to, you know, going to get more educated and everything. Right, I'm trying. I I mean, again, there's a bunch of lash artists in my area, even that I do, and I mean, they don't even do volume yet. They have no interest in doing volume, and they've been a lash technician for, like, longer than I have. And I keep telling them, like, why don't you want to do volume? Because I want volume on my eyes, obviously. I still got classics on because no one in my area does volume well. So I constantly ask them, like, why don't you do volume? And they're like, no, you know, I don't think my clients have, like, I don't think they want that. I don't think I have the clientele. I'm like, well, girl, you obviously don't have the clientele if you're not offering it. So I'm trying. I'm trying to bring awareness. I I feel like I wanted to make someone into a meme the other day. I was giving an interview and, you know, the girl had been doing lashes for a few years and self-taught herself in volume and almost was like she was being really like I felt attacked in the interview. Like I felt attacked how she was just saying, why do you do volume that way? And I'm like, what do you? what do you mean? Like the right way? Like, I don't know. Um, and cause I guess she makes it like one by one, like 
each leaf in the fan. And I'm like, I mean, there's like other options. I'm not saying that's wrong. That's a way to do it. But you are just adding a little bit more adhesive than you need if you're doing that. Then I don't know. It was just this back and forth thing like during her interview. And I'm like, well, you're a definite no, but now I want to make you into a meme. But um, I just, uh, I don't know. But I feel like also with clients, I think you posted one where it was like, please don't put me on lash funnies. And I think it's good for clients to see this page too, because they can see like how ridiculous that they are from our point of view. Right. Like I got a lot of hate when I made my page open, like for business purposes, because it was private for a really long time. Cause I, I really did want to be selective and who I was approved in. But after like 10,000 followers, it was really hard to keep up. Right. I'm not about to go on everybody's page, just to make sure that they're a lash technician. And like my girlfriend, they follow the page. And they, you know, like they appreciate it in a client's perspective because they feel like, oh, shit, I'm not going to do what they do. And I'm not going to piss you off because I want to have nice lashes. So I also, like I did get a lot of hate from some technicians saying like this should be a closed group. This should be, you know, something that technicians can go and feel, you know, like safe. But I also, client standpoint, if I was doing something wrong, I would want to know. Yes. I mean, some clients are like over the top. I mean, uh, it was like beyond my wildest dreams to get some of the, the messages that I've been receiving, like from, from clients and texts and screenshots, like some of them are crazy. Like, I don't know, like I, I never in my life would I think that a girl would message another girl and be like, Hey girl, I got come in my eye. Can I come and see you? <laughs> but I think it's hilarious. And I think that it's just something fun and easy and everybody can like go and enjoy as well as they can relate to have you ever had a scenario where like someone that submitted the meme was scared that or the screenshot or whatever was scared that their client was going to see it? Or have you ever had something where a client did see something about them? So uh, like I'm I'll always try and be on like the technician's page, obviously, you know, like I'll try and like be behind them and support them. Like I have no problem in like calling people out and be like, girl, like, like I don't think I'm going to post this because I think you're wrong. And I don't think you're going to get a lot of support and love from technicians. You know, like at the end of the day, our clients are our bread and butter. So if you're not treating them well, then like I can't justify posting something funny. I think I've seen somewhere I didn't agree with the artist, but there was some people that did, but... It's exactly, it's a 50 50 toss up. Like sometimes I'll, in my caption, I feel like you can kind of see if I'm, like, if I'm, if I put crying faces, it's because I, I think it's funny. If I put like a thinking face, it's because I'm not too sure how I feel about like the rapport between the technician and, and the lash client. So, so you just released an apparel line, which I'm super excited about. I'm actually working on one too. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I really love your designs though. So, are you doing that like solo or is anyone helping you with that? I'm doing it solo now. I mean, uh, like even for you, like uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm no graphic designer whatsoever. Um, but my husband is in tech. Like he, he does a lot of techie stuff so he knows a lot of people. So he was able to like help me out with that stuff. But I really like, I created the fonts on like Canva and Fonto. Uh, it's like two apps that I have, uh, and they're super easy, and then I kind of just transfer them over. And I, I just wanted, like, the uh, mascara and the I don't do cheap, I fix cheap. I just wanted something, like, sassy that people can wear. And, you know, like, I, that's the whole page. It's, like, sassy and, un, and very raw and unedited, and I kind of wanted something to reflect that. So, you know, like, and if, 
it's the last technician's wearing that and it says, I don't do cheap, I fix cheap. You know, clients would be like, oh, that's so funny. That's true because I did get a shit job somewhere else and then I came to you and, I, and you fixed it. So that's like totally applicable to your life. Right. Yeah. And I love the fact that because this is how our designs are too, like the shirts are not like form fitting. And so you can tie them up or you can just like make them cute. And I don't know, I just kind of like stuff that's not super tight. So I like that about your shirts too. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, like I, there's, everybody has different body types, right? And But I feel like going loose is always the best way. Like if people, you know, we live in a day and age where everybody is showing everything off on the internet. So it's kind of cool to have something a little bit more relaxed and, you know, like relaxed technicians, we don't want to be in something tight and uncomfortable all day. Like I, I literally lash into the lemons all day. So I, like the last thing I want to do is be in something like super tight and uncomfortable. So are there any topics like in this industry that you feel very passionate about? I don't know if you listen to this show, but I kind of always have the guests choose either a controversial topic or just like a really juicy topic that they want to talk about. Do you have one? I mean, I think like mega volume is kind of hitting the industry by storm right now. Like it's like all anybody's ever talking about, but I think that there are very, very few artists that actually do it properly. You know, like I've seen so many mega volume sets that are like 16 millimeter, 12 millimeter on the inside. And they think that the longer, the better, the fuller. And that's what mega volume is about. And I feel like there should be someone somewhere to tell them that like that, that ain't true mega volume. Like, I don't know if you feel me on that. I just see so many bad jobs with mega volume. And then I have to correct so many jobs from girls who like don't know how to make fans properly or are not making them symmetrical because they're doing like the shimmy techniques super, super fast on, on the lash grip. And it just comes out messy. I just find that there's like not enough proper education when it comes to mega volume. And I find a bunch of companies are kind of, you know, putting out mega volume courses without really knowing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think for anyone listening, if you want to learn mega volume in the correct way that she's talking about, I think that training with lash makers and Lash Royals will completely change your life because I've trained with both of them and they kind of have that same philosophy and they talk about mega volume a ton in their classes and like the theory behind it and what is right and what's wrong. Some of the typical questions that I sometimes ask, like I feel like may give away who you are, but do you have a favorite memory of like a time that you thought, you know, the world was ending, I call it like a favorite failure, where it ended up being like a blessing in disguise. Do you have any times like that that you can share without it giving you away? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, uh, so like I said, when I got my course done, I had to drive like four hours away and it really wasn't good. And uh, I mean, back then, back in the day, Jay Curl was my best friend. (laughs) And that's really all I had to use. It was like Jay Curl and B Curl. And I mean, I thought I was like the greatest thing to ever happen to this earth when I first started lashing. Like I really thought I was the be all and all and come see me and I'll, I'll hook you up. And I got a smack to reality when I left that job at the salon because I wanted to work from home and the clients weren't coming in. And I was like, Oh my gosh, did I just make a huge mistake? And thankfully I live, 
uh, I live with my aunt, so she really, like, took over and was like, don't worry, if you can't afford anything, like, I'll help you out, like, just get your clientele on check, and I had, like, such a strong family support, and I was dating my boyfriend at the time, he's not my husband, and he was so supportive of everything, but um, basically what had happened was there was a girl who was, like, messaging all my clients separately and giving them a cheaper price and, like, trying to, like, steal them from me. So I had to message all of them back and, like, kind of undercut her. And it was, like, a battle on, like, who can do the cheapest lashes. And then so people started coming back to me, but I was making, like, next to no money. And then my boyfriend was like, you need to stop. Like, this is ridiculous. You're paying more to, like, have them here than you are actually making money. You know, like, you are happier and less stressed when you were charging more. And you had a couple clients and now you're charging like next to nothing and you're fully back to back. Like I, had, I was doing like 15 clients a day back then because, yeah, it was like so stupid. I, I don't even know how I did it. To be honest, I would wake up at like 7 a.m. and finish at 10 p.m. and all to make a quick buck. And I think like what that really taught me was that there's no quick buck in this industry. Like if you want to produce good, solid work, you're going to charge for it and you're going to take your time. And that was, like, a failure on my part because all I wanted to do was, like, it wasn't even more for me. It was just to beat her. And I feel like we have a lot of that going on in the industry where, like, oh, she's charging that, so I'm going to charge this. And I feel like we should just stop that and just, like, do you and whatever makes you feel comfortable, you do. And stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Like, there is a client for everybody. And I think that everybody needs to realize that because that was like my one thing that I did that I totally regret from like the beginning. Um, now I'm the most expensive, I would say, in my area. Um, I mean, I guess if you drive like 40 minutes out, you might find someone about the same price as me. But yeah, I'm the most expensive. and I do like nine clients a day and I'm like happy as I am. Yeah, I feel like the more we talk about stuff like that, the more... It's going to catch on in the industry because in Austin, I don't have like a problem with people like undercutting prices because I feel like so many of us are just striving to be better, like within ourselves. We're not like really competing with each other. And so we don't have people coming in saying like, oh, well, I can get them cheaper somewhere else. We're all like, you know, around the same price, but we charge pretty well for like extensions I feel like whenever I go on forums and people ask like oh what do you charge in your area I see so many people not charging anywhere close to what we're charging and we're doing fine but I would much rather Isn't like that crazy though yes I, I, I hate that for them but I feel like the closer that you are like you don't have to be best friends with the people that are in your industry just because they're in your industry but I mean the closer that you guys are and like the more like-minded y'all are it actually will help you I think and I've talked about this before but just whenever everyone's like trying to compete with each other and undercut each other that's not going to end well like for anyone it's going to become just like the nail industry right I find it actually hurts us more than it helps us like you might make a quick buck from the start but you're never going to raise your prices to the point where you'll do five clients a day and like be done with it or four clients a day and be done with it. Like you're always going to have to work 12 hour days and who wants to work 12 hour days for the rest of their lives. Like I don't find that that's sustainable, especially in the lash industry. Like uh, Hillary brand once told me like every lash technician kind of has like not a due date, but an expiration date, I guess. And 
budget. If we're constantly overworking ourselves and overbooking ourselves and underpaying ourselves, then it, it's not going to be sustainable for us. Exactly. So how many hours a day or how much time a day do you, do you spend running the Lash Bunnies page? Oh my gosh. So at first it was like 20 minutes a day. Like I would kind of just see something I, I thought was funny and I would post it. And now my husband gets so mad at me because at night I, I really try and answer everybody's questions. So if they're DMing me or they're, you know, I got a question, a story going on, I really try hard to like engage with everybody. Um, so now I'm like constantly on my phone, like to the point where my husband like snapped in front of my face the other day and I didn't even react. And he goes like, oh my God, babe, you need to get your shit together because I've been talking to a wall for the past like month. So I've been making an effort for the past week to kind of put my phone on the side, but it really, I, I mean, I, I, get, I didn't think the page would blow up as fast as it did. And now that it has, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And now I'm on it like at a solid four hours a day, like trying to look for, you know, like funny things or going through all the DMs and screenshots. Cause I, I do get a lot of things where it's like, Hey girl, can I have an appointment for tomorrow? And then the technician sends it to me and like, Oh my gosh, the audacity you're asking for an appointment tomorrow. And I'm like, but girl, that's your job. Like, that's not, that's not like, you know, okay. Yeah. It might suck. You might be booked out three months in advance, but like cancellations do happen. So it's not the end of the world, you know what I mean? So, so I have to, like, filter through a lot. But, yeah, it, I, I didn't realize how much it takes to run a meme page. Yeah. There's a meme I'm pretty sure you posted that it's, like, my face when my client shows up early, my face when my client shows up on time, my face, and it's all the same face, like, even if they're late or whatever. And it's a lot of the mindset, too. Like, you can't just be super negative Nancy all the time because that's, like, not cool. But... The same thing, like when somebody cancels, you complain when someone cancels, but then you also complain like when you don't have any breaks, you know? So I, right. I used to honestly like cancellations. I don't know if anyone else likes those, but anytime somebody would cancel last minute, I, cause I would fully book myself. I would be appreciative of the time, you know, and usually they'll reschedule, but actually I don't ever remember someone just like canceling and not coming, but Anyway, well, actually, someone canceled last night, which is why I had the time to do this today. Otherwise, we would have had to postpone it. So I was actually kind of grateful. I was like half annoyed, but half like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. So no, but on behalf of like the whole industry, thank you to your husband and to you for like all the time you spend doing that. So I think that covers everything, really. I, I know that, like, anything else that I ask will probably, like, people can start, like, putting together who you are. And I don't want to do that to you. But do you have, like, any words of wisdom or pieces of advice that you carry with you every day? I think, like, always strive to better yourself, you know. Like, like I, I said earlier, a lot of technicians, like, they do what they do and they make their money and they're happy. But I feel like at one point it's not like your passion anymore, it kind of just becomes work. So always make sure that it's still your passion. I think that that's like one thing that I can give away to like old or new technicians out there is that, again, we get really like comfortable in what we're doing and we never want, you know, we're afraid to take that new course or we're afraid to spend the money and maybe a client, you know, doesn't want what we have to offer. But again, there will be a client for everything and your client will want it if you offer it. So if you can't, if you don't offer it, then obviously, you know, 
they don't know what to expect with it. So I feel like make sure that it's always going to be your passion and, you know, it's not just a hobby. And if you are lashing, then lash to your full potential. And, you know, I know that we have days that we're lazy and we don't really feel like doing it, but, you know, they're still our clients. And as much as I rag on them all the time, they're, you know, I love them all dearly and they are like what makes my life so full and joyful, you know? So I think that as much as, they can be annoying and, and you know, as, as much as, you know, they cancel or they text us in the middle of the night, like always give them your best because that's what reflects on you and always want to offer your best to people. And if you can take that course, take that course and, you know, but don't forget about you time too. I think that that's super important. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for episode 28. If you would like to view Lash Funnies on Instagram, it is lash.funnies. And if you'd like to check out her apparel line, it is just lashfunniesapparel.com. I will link all of that below in the show notes. Also, if you are not yet signed up to receive the Lash Boss newsletters by yours truly, you can do so by clicking a link in the show notes below or also the link on my Instagram bio. My first newsletter went out on the 1st, and I announced something pretty exciting to come for Lash Boss Radio this year. So if you're curious about what that news is, go ahead and subscribe, and I'll be resending out that first newsletter in about a week. I hope y'all's new year is off to a great start, and I'll be back super soon with episode 29.